This is the Timber and Steel Podcast. Here we take on topics ranging from fitness, nutrition, and mindset, and we make them relevant to regular people just like us. So sit back, relax, and I hope you learn something. All right. Well, I guess we're we're here. Jenny and I are here, but Jenny and I are joined this week with two other wonderful, lovely ladies. My wife, Bridget, and our other awesome coach, Bertha. Say good morning, ladies. Good morning, good morning ladies. Excellent. All, all the, the whole team is all together. All right. So we are all in the room together because we just finished a nutrition challenge e thing. And we all wanted to share thoughts, feelings, and experiences. But Bridget kind of spearheaded this thing, so I'm going to let you... Kind of lay the groundwork. So this is a, a challenge that we've done in the past, doing an 800-gram challenge, which is 800 grams by weight, fruits and vegetables every day, and then another challenge where you add protein into that, and we had not yet done that challenge. So yeah. we wanted to do that because there's a, a lot there that, man, it's just really simple, right? We're not getting too into the weeds about anything, just can you get some more fruits and vegetables and some protein into your diet? So... Like, let's, let's get the whole gym in on this if they want to do it. That's all we did. <laughs> this Great. should be video because your face. Yeah. yeah mm. Well, um, okay. So that was kind of the idea. We're going to help people with some nutritional stuff, try to make it simple, but actually challenge them to make some changes. Yeah. And maybe, like, ideally make changes that are lifelong and you can continue. But often with challenges, that's that's hard to do. But at minimum, have people learn some things. So let's start there by everyone kind of sharing maybe something that they learned going through this challenge of doing the thing. What did you learn? What we'll did just I go learn? around the circle. Oh, well, you're going to put me on the spot. Yep. Okay, that, that's, that's fair. I asked the question. I'll go first. So it was, it was definitely a challenge for me because of various reasons. And... I know that I am a creature of habit and some of my habits had to change because I had sprained my ankle at just shortly before we started this. So my movement went way down and then I started eating more because I don't always eat enough protein. So I knew that, but sometimes I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job. This brought to the forefront that I was not eating quite enough. So I need to eat more protein, but then also just being aware how much movement does play a, a role in that caloric balance. Cause I don't usually, my weight doesn't fluctuate very much, but since my movement went down and I was still eating the same amount of stuff, plus more protein and more fruits and vegetables, like I didn't really adjust my quantities for the lack of movement. I gained 10 pounds while we were doing this, which is totally fine. That wasn't the purpose, but I did like, oh yeah, that movement does play a, play a big role in, in how those things kind of shake out. So we've done the 800 gram challenge before, which is always a ton of vegetables and fruit. It feels like the protein thing. I don't think I struggle that much with it, but I found something that was a little bit lower than some of my previous targets have been. So I think I landed in a better place this time than when I've tracked that macro before. Yeah, I felt, I think by week three, I was just tired of eating <laughs> because I'm not going to give up some of the other things. So calorically, I don't need anything more, but also just feeling full. Like if you get enough of the right food, I, I think it's just, it becomes enough, but then it also does feel tedious to like 
oh, I'm I'm still measuring this and this is 17 days in. So I do get a little bored with that, honestly. But it's a nice little challenge to just see kind of where, how is this different from how I normally eat? And I think there's a lot of, what did my kid leave on their plate? And I feel bad that we're throwing this in the trash. I'll just eat that real quick. Or what's really, I'm hungry. I'm just going to grab this thing real quick while I'm making dinner. I think it's probably one of my worst habits that I do. So being just a little more aware of that and maybe not even feeling like I need to do some of those little snacky things. Okay. Jenny, what do you got? I think the biggest thing that I learned was that I probably wasn't eating enough. And so adding that aim for 800 was felt like a lot for me. But actually having a goal was nice to, a loose goal was really nice to have something to aim for. And because I have to be very cautious with measuring and numbers with a history of an eating disorder. So I thought this was a good opportunity for me to learn a little bit. And it really opened up my eyes like, wow, I need to like maybe look at the colors on my plate a little bit more. And I liked adding some of that fruit and vegetables, I really tried to look at the color dynamic too. And I was like, oh, I'm lacking some like yellows and oranges. And how could I bring that into the 800 gram challenge and not just look at the numbers, but also the variety of what is included on those 800 grams is a beautiful range of the rainbow. But when I could look at my plate in that perspective, then some of those oranges and yellows added so much more and I felt better and that was my biggest thing. I'm like, oh, look, at I'm adding these colors and I'm feeling better because of the fuel that I'm starting to add into. And same thing with protein, too. Like I, it's a bulk that I look for, but never really keep track. It's a very loose tracking, but really trying to look at a perspective and learning. Like I learned a ton about that. Some of the numbers, but also like, how does the plate look more so that I feel better during a workout? Mm-hmm. So I like the color thing, Jenny. What I learned was that I do, I like to eat. So I had no problem getting the volume in. And in general, I eat probably more than, not probably, I eat more than 800 grams of fruits and vegetables every day. But what I was kind of keyed into was how people talk about how hard it is to get protein in if you're not eating animal protein. And for me, it wasn't really that big a deal. I did throw in some tuna and some dairy in there, but it wasn't to meet that protein goal. It was more to vary things up a little bit. So for me, it wasn't hard, but I did learn a lot. I already knew that I like volume, so it was never a question of not eating enough, but I did feel more more full for longer, really tracking the protein. And like Jenny, I was loosely tracking it, but not really keying into those exact numbers. So that helped a lot. I think we should define eating enough because I hear this a lot, especially on like social media. Oh, ladies, you're not eating enough. And that's probably why you're not losing weight. What do you mean by eating enough? For you specifically, we'll talk about it. So we talk about 800 grams and people are like, I mean, that's about six cups of fruits and vegetables, right? And everybody's like, oh my gosh, that's so much. But it really isn't that much. I mean, a good size salad is about two to three cups of vegetables. You can eat that in one sitting. So it really wasn't for me like, oh my gosh, it's so much food. It really wasn't. It was very manageable for me. So we're talking like bulk or quantity versus calories. Did you feel like 
any of you feel like this realization of, hey, I I could eat all of this food if it's fruits, vegetables, and I've got a protein, my plate is full, here's 400 calories or whatever, versus I'm going to go to the coffee shop and get a scone, <laughs> which is about 400 calories total, right? Like, I, I think that's where we get confused about not enough food, right? Like, we still have to keep in mind those calories, whether we're actively tracking them or not, just being aware of how that fuel is coming into the body. Did you guys feel like you had room for some of those other things? Or did it feel more like I've kind of edged some of that out with the vegetables and the fruit? And and chicken, if you've got any chicken breast in there, I feel like there's no room for food. <laughs> there's always room for ice cream. <laughs> there, ice cream fills in the cracks. Was there more or less ice cream here? What do you think? Uh, I don't think I changed much of anything on what I was already eating. I just kept, I just added in more protein and more fruits and vegetables. So yeah, I don't think I changed anything. I know that maybe on the days where I really made sure that I hit like that 800 grams and I got more vegetables than fruit, like there wasn't, there wasn't room for much, anything else. And I think that's kind of the idea is that this is a way of getting, so when you're asking about too much, you've got quantity, like volume of weight of food, and then you have the calories and there's, you can eat too many calories and not eat enough volume of food and you can eat too much in both. So, but if you're eating a lot of fruits and vegetables, it reduces the possibility of overeating some of those other more calorically dense things because you're full of fruits and vegetables. I think that's some of the idea, but anyway, I rabbit hole went sideways. So we've done the 800 gram challenge a couple times. It's the first time adding the protein specifically, but I always gain weight on this challenge because I don't eliminate other things. I maybe eat less of those things, but I'm not like going into it. If you ate more vegetables and fruit, if you didn't have other things, you would easily be within a caloric deficit, I think for most people, depending on that protein target. But I have yet to try it that way. (laughs) I've yet to make this a, a weight loss plan. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And I, it's my understanding from EC that this is not like, that's not what this is about. And so like even, even in, and I'll promote her stuff all, all day. She's, she's great. So she has a three pillar plan in her coaching. That is you start with the fruits and vegetables, 800 gram challenge. Then you add in a protein target. And then the third point, the third pillar is then start actually tracking and measuring your calories and then paying attention to, oh, here's, I'm, I'm getting my protein and my carbohydrates, but I'm, or not, but my, my fruits and vegetables, but, oh, I'm also eating a gallon of ice cream because there's always room for ice cream. So then, then being more aware of that. And so this is just kind of that middle tier of like, Hey, can we get the, and we talk about this in our first principles of nutrition about micronutrients being like vital for, for a healthy body and for a healthy person. And so this is, hey, get those micronutrients because they will help you be healthy. And then to help supporting muscle mass and for training and like doing the things that we do in here, it's good to get enough protein to be able to, to support that. So it's not necess- this isn't necessarily for weight loss, but... No, yeah, and I think like the... you and I both kind of hate doing food challenges in the gym because people get really excited for two weeks. You guys probably saw this. You saw it on the chart. You probably saw it just in talking to athletes. But 
I'm so excited. I'm trying this thing. I feel really good. And then maybe they get a little in their head about it or they're just, you know, tired of weighing and measuring food because it doesn't feel very normal. But I think most people go into it not thinking about how they feel or how they perform. They're like, well, I have 5, 10, 100 pounds, whatever the goal is that I want to lose. And this is going to help me kickstart that. And generally what we see is that if you're starting in that way where you're just jumping all in, most people don't do well with that or they don't do well in the long term with that. So we always go back and forth with whether we even want to do a thing. And we've kind of landed on if you can pick up one habit and take that to the next month, the next day, take it through the next year, maybe that's just a little bit less ice cream, maybe. Or whatever needs to change yeah. there, right? Like, And thinking in terms of overall health, I'm going to feel better if I'm fueling with real food versus everything being this prepackaged stuff. Yeah. What from the athletes that you coached and talked to during this, what was some of the the struggles that you heard? Let's, let's start with struggles. Then we'll talk about positive things you heard as well. But what did you hear? So I heard... You know, this is so much food, but I'm not meeting my caloric goal for the day. And, you know, you ask, well, are you feeling tired or anything? No, I'm having good energy through the workouts. Well, isn't that really kind of what it's about? But I I heard a lot of people say it's just so much food and I'm not able to get all of the calories in with that volume of of 800 grams of food. Follow-up question or maybe an observation because I just recently had this conversation with a nutrition client, but we have these somewhat arbitrary ideas of what our calories are supposed to be. And sometimes it's way too much, and sometimes it's way too little, and there's no basis on how people find that number other than maybe a, a calculator online, which is useless for the most part. So, yeah, that's interesting that that's the, the people are like, I'm, I'm full, I'm eating all this food, it's so much food. I'm performing well in my workouts, but I'm not hitting this number that right. they've pulled out of their butt, which is not any person's fault. It's just kind of the system that people seem to stumble into, which, which is just based on whatever the, the the internet culture that we have of like, oh, I just find the answer on the internet. And anyway, <laughs> that's my thought. One comment I heard was that, well, you guys are starving me on all these fruits and vegetables. And I was like, okay. But what else are you eating in addition to that? And it was being stuck on, I can, these 800 grams, but also what else are we adding into it? So there's a little bit of, I have to get these 800 grams, but forgetting about the protein and the other things that could be added into it. So then that conversation turned into, well, what are your 800 grams? Like, yeah, if you're just eating 12 cups of lettuce all day yeah you're you are gonna feel like you're starving quote unquote but if we really looked like as Bertha and I said looking at that rainbow of fruits and vegetables what kind of so that conversation did flow a little bit better after we talked about what kind of 800 grams because we can all agree there's different variations of those 800 grams so that was one big thing I heard 800 grams of potatoes is the way to go. Yes. Just various kinds of potatoes. Yes. <laughs> if there's anyone listening outside of Idaho, we're in Idaho. So potatoes, 
that's all we have here. That's all we do. <laughs> anyway, you can eat them. Yeah, I think I don't I don't eat a lot of beans. I don't know, Bertha, how much you with doing vegetarian most of the time, but that's a huge difference. Just having a little bit of beans on your plate too. It's just like, man, I feel full. Like I don't I don't want more. And I think it's the same with potatoes. Like if you're not getting some of those starchy things in and you're in here trying to burn it down at the gym, that's gonna be a real problem. So you need some carbohydrate to make that happen. And and what you choose matters, right? We don't want to just be full and feel bloated all the time, but you got to fuel for what you're doing. Yeah, I think there's. it's really easy to compare. We've talked about this on the podcast multiple times about comparison and how it doesn't really work in your favor. Because for me, no matter how many fruits and vegetables I eat, I get 800 and they can be the densest carbohydrates. I can just eat all, eat all potatoes. I said that jokingly, but then I'm still going to be low on the amount of carbohydrates that I'm supposed to have during the day. But someone that's much smaller than me, like Bridget, if she ate all potatoes for her fruits and vegetables, she'd be well over. I would, I would look like a potato. <laughs> so yeah, the, the size of person that you are, your activity level, like when it comes down to like what you're, what you're doing, then it, that should, I don't know. That may, maybe I shouldn't say should, but that might play a role in like the choices of what your fruits and vegetables are. But back to your point over there, Jenny and Bertha, that that variance in color, just like we vary our workouts, getting that variance in, in the kinds of fruits and vegetables you get in is, is a good way to go. Do you know what your maintenance calories are when you're working out like five days a week? I do not. I don't remember. <laughs> I, could, I could look it up, but it's... You have like a ballpark. I think I'm right around like 20, 2,700 or something like that. Okay. You're six, four. Yeah. In a string beam, a little bit. 85 hard, yeah. hard gainer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys know generally maintenance calories? Yeah, mine's about 1,800 right now because there's no intensity okay. to my workout. So that's where that's it. Because you broke yourself. Because I'm broken. Something broken. And old. Yeah. <laughs> and that is not something that I can. Yeah. I, I can't have those yeah. numbers. Be aware. I just, it's a thing that kind of bothers me when I listen to like other podcasts where they're like, oh, you know, and it's like, what does that mean? Are you eating 1,500 calories? Are you eating 3,500 calories? And I know there's so many variables in there, but I think people get really stuck in what is right for them. And they get, they do get these weird numbers in their head. I remember having a lady in here who, I mean, she maybe had 20 pounds to lose. She's coming in. I know she's drinking two glasses of wine every night. We have a conversation about nutrition and she's trying to keep her calories at 900 a day with those two glasses of wine. And she's bonking in every workout. Absolutely tired all the time. I'm like, well, there's room for improvement. <laughs> what if we did eight glasses of wine? Get a little more <laughs> calorie. No, it matters. And I think we do get these things stuck in our head. And then there's kind of the flip side of that where I've seen people go, you know, I, I can't dip below 1700 calories. I was like, but, but have you actually even tested this? Do you know what this is like? I want to say I was right at... Mm, probably 1700 for maintenance because we did. I think I was right at 15 when we were doing our challenge last spring. It's different. It's wildly different. And I'm short. 5'2". How tall are you, Bertha? 5'3". Yeah. Very tall. Very tall. Yeah. Bertha, or Jenny, how tall are you? 5'5". Five, 5'5". Five. Five, five. Yeah. So we're all very tall in here. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do have a bunch of thing feedback from w- one just, person just a second. when gonna, we get there. Okay. Well, yeah. I want to go back around and talk about talking to people, our athletes in here, what are some of the positive good things that you heard from people going through this? We have a a couple in here and they were working together on it. So they were having a lot more conversation about meal prepping and working together to figure out what their meals were. 
And I think we've kind of all brushed on this, that sometimes when you're doing a challenge and your spouse is not, it makes it for a very challenging household sometimes. So, but hearing them, it's back and forth about what their meals were going to be and they were excited to meal plan. I thought that was kind of cute to see. Gross. I know. (laughs) I heard really good things like my skin is clearing up. I feel more clean, whatever that means. You know, my workouts feel feel better. I feel dirty. No, my my workouts feel better. I feel like I have more energy during the day. I didn't know I could eat this much food and still feel this good. So lots of good feedback. Yeah, we had another couple too that one of them works out here and one does not. And that was kind of an interesting dynamic too because the goals are maybe a little bit different and the approach was a little bit different. I mean, neither one of them was like, yeah, I want to weigh all my food, but just kind of this experiment of like, what do I normally eat? And feeling like, at least at the beginning, man, this is a lot. And I think if you've never tried to track anything or you've never really been aware around some of those things, or it's been a long time, then it's it does seem like a very daunting thing. And I think most people in here are trying at some point to like, hey, let me get more vegetables in. Let me get more fruit in. Let me eat a little bit more chicken. I wish this was on video. Clayton's just sneaking this microphone over so maybe you guys can hear it at full volume in your ears. You can still pick up my my voice. Yeah, it is interesting. A lot of what I heard was the same. It was just like, I'm not hungry. I feel okay. And I think people were surprised by that. I can feel okay. I can perform well. I'm not gaining weight and I'm not starving. I think that that's one of the things that often trips people up when they are doing some sort of a diet is they feel like they have to feel hungry to be losing weight or whatever they're they're trying to do. And you don't have to feel hungry. Like that would be ideal is if you could reach your goals without that that problem of of feeling hungry. I mean, it's okay to feel hungry every once in a while, but like it's fine, but it's not necessary and but it's also to not feel hungry is a lot of work. It's a lot of a lot of eating, a lot of chewing vegetables. All right, what else? All right, Bridget, what else you got? You got to share here. It's it's long. You ready? Oh, are you gonna read it or are you just gonna uh, give us the highlights? I'm probably gonna read it because I'll get distracted. So I had someone. I just asked like a, a few different questions. Things like, what was hard? What did you learn? Was there anything that surprised you? Do you have questions about this? And in true fashion, I had one person. Get back to me. So these are all from the same person. What was easy? Hitting and exceeding my protein target daily. We worked with people to kind of try to come up with their protein target. So some people may have been a little high, a little low. I think we probably hit it right on the nose for this individual, but they didn't have any trouble with that. What was hard? For me, it was hard getting enough calories each day. So after eating their fruits, vegetables, and protein, was not hungry for anything else. Preparing, weighing everything and planning was not necessarily hard, but tedious. And I think we all kind of land on that. Like if that's not how you normally cook or not how you cook all of your meals, it does become like, man, I guess this is what I'm doing on Sunday. What surprised me by eating whole fruits and vegetables and lean protein, you can eat what feels like a lot of food without an excess of calories. I was never hungry and lost five pounds on the challenge. By using the macros on Beyond the Whiteboard, I also learned that I could add more fruits to my daily diet without worrying about excess calories, which is a big thing. People are scared of fruit. I have continued to eat at least two servings of fresh fruit a day, which is something I didn't do prior to this challenge. Awesome. How do you feel about fruit? Yay, fruit. Yay, fruit. <laughs> uh, I mean, is that a trick question? Yeah, you can't. The, if, we're t- if we're talking about just broad sweeping things in the ob- 
obesity epidemic in our culture, fruit is not the problem. Fruit is not the enemy. You can, if everyone swapped out their, their four liters of Coke every day for four pieces of fruit. I'm going to jump in and say even your diet Coke, yeah, ladies. We, we were recently watching this reality show on, uh, on TV and the, the, the ladies on the, the show were drinking like 12 I think at like a minimum cans of soda every day. Well, you uh, have to hydrate. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not keep you hydrated. But they are, it was diet soda because, and like this boggled my mind, and I I didn't know this, but this was apparently a thing that these people believed. And there's all kinds of misinformation out there, but this is a rabbit trail for sure. They were taught as kids that. If you ate a sugary thing and then you followed it up with a diet soda, that it canceled each other out. It just, Can we make that our next challenge? <laughs> I need to try this. <laughs> this does not work. This is not real. Is not. It's not how it works. No. But back to back to my point. Like, it is not fruit that is causing our our health ep- epidemic and the chronic disease that we have and the just yeah all, all of the things that are not great with the health of our society is it's not fruit. You love fruit? It's in the diet. Yeah. Okay. This part's a longer question that I have plant-based protein versus animal-based protein. So this person was on a vegan diet, specifically trying to keep people in their family's cholesterol levels low. And they have friends that are vegans that are healthy and athletically fit. It does seem like it would be more difficult to hit your protein target on a vegan diet. And one of the videos suggested that plant-based protein is not... as easily digestible. Is the protein target really necessary in order to continue to make gains in strength and fitness? Is plant-based protein just as effective? Curious minds want to know. It's a little bit about complete proteins. Yeah, yeah. So since you started it, what what's complete protein? I'm not going to say this succinctly. So animal proteins have all of the amino acids needed to create a complete protein. Not all plant sources are going to have that. So let's say you're going to eat beans for your your source of protein. You're not going to hit those complete proteins. And your body can't create something. Some things have to be ingested into your body. Your body can't create it. So you're trying to get those things your body can't create into your body so it can convert them into the things that you do need. So how do we do that on a plant-based diet? Nope plants-only diet. Plant-based should be every diet, guys. We have to combine proteins so that we can get those complete proteins. So things like eating beans and rice together will get you those complete proteins. What's tricky is potentially you're looking for maybe a caloric deficit to drop a little bit of weight, or you're looking for those maintenance calories. It might be harder to do that because it's going to be a little more calorically dense because it's higher in carbohydrate. Bertha's our in-house vegetarian. (laughs) How do you feel like you've been doing this for a while? How do you feel like you balance that where you have enough energy, but you don't feel like it's too much or you're not able to get in other foods that you want to eat? So I've never felt not energetic. Tired, yes. (laughs) But I don't feel like we're, you know, you're at a deficit if you eat a mostly, you know, plant diet or a, a mostly vegetarian diet. I've never had a problem getting in the amount of proteins. Yes, it is kind of a science experiment. You do want the complete proteins and finding out what that is might be, it might require a little bit of research in terms of what that is and what the quantities are. But I mean, there are plenty of ways to get in proteins and I 
personally, I've felt the best when I've been on a completely vegan diet with absolutely no animal product. But I realize that my biology is a little bit different than other people's as well. I have nothing wrong with, you know, I have no problem eating something with a face. I just personally don't feel as good when I do that. So I lean more toward plants than I would toward animal. But but really, if you do your research, there are a lot of protein-based foods that are vegan or vegetarian. Uh, you just have to be careful that they're not highly processed. What are like your go-to that are not highly processed? So tofu, tempeh, those are pretty high in protein. But also lentils, you can eat those alone. You don't need a, you know, a co-enzyme with that. But you just have to, then, you know, people look at nuts and stuff like, you know, yes, almonds have 31 <laughs> grams of protein, but you have to eat 800 calories of almonds <laughs> to yeah. get there. So it's just about, you know, measuring out what that really means, how much of this food is really protein and how much of it, like, I mean, if you can put it in your hand and recognize it, like that's a banana, <laughs> then that's, you know, it's whole food. But a lot of times when we look at vegan or vegetarian foods, they're really highly processed. Like we were talking about this before, Oreos are accidentally vegan. Are they healthy? No, there's nothing. There's no protein in there. It's all fat and sugar, but it's vegan. So and delicious and delicious <laughs> and round. Eat more round things. <laughs> that can be our next challenge. Yeah, can we just do an all round diet? Yes, <laughs> we will be round by the end of that challenge. Hamburgers are round. Oh, hey, that's true. Do love me a good hamburger. Yeah. yeah, I think one of the exercises we had to do in the thing was figuring out the percentage of our of protein in our protein source. And I think I think the challenge was to find protein sources that were 50% or more protein. And if you're eating even even animal based proteins, that's kind of a challenge to do because a lot of them are content. And so getting that leaner meat is is challenging i mean like i love eggs but eggs don't don't make it at 50 percent. like they're they're not and so it that was kind of eye-opening for me is realizing how many things that i love to eat are even though they're maybe a better source of protein than almonds right there the protein percentage is higher it's still not above 50 percent. so yeah and i think typically when we're not doing this particular exercise at least for me, if I'm tracking that stuff, I'm trying to hit protein. And then maybe I've got like a caloric kind of target within, you know, 200 calories or so every day. And then just I'm not I'm not too concerned about where carbs and fat land as long as I've met those two criteria. And then there's a lot more wiggle room. Some days are more chicken. Some days you can have some beef or something that way. Why does the protein matter? That was the other part of the question. Is it important? Is that protein target really necessary in order to continue to make gains in strength and fitness? Yes. To continue to live and be a human being. It's important, guys. So, so science, the scientific studies have shown and the kind of the general minimum dose is 0.5 grams. We did a 0.7 multiplier. 0.5 is like enough to maintain your muscle mass as it is right now. If you want to build something bigger, you have to give it the resources to do that. So that 0.7 is, yeah, if you're actually wanting to see progress, going to be your your minimum effective dose there. Thoughts on protein? Jenny, do you like protein? Yes. <laughs> In all shapes and forms, plant or animal. 
do the animals have to be like dead? Jenny bit me once. <laughs> we do Sorry, not gnaw on our we're, kitties. We're, we're not going to go there. Yeah. Yeah, they have to be. I, I prefer them dead. Okay. We need to heavily edit this so people don't go home and cry. I, <clears throat> yeah. My sense of humor is kind of dark. It so. is real dark. But it brought Jenny back into the conversation. <laughs> She's got to defend. So this made it sound like we're all athletes and we lift heavy. We do in this room. What, what do I tell my mom who doesn't care about lifting heavy? about protein eat three meals a day have two palm-sized servings of fruits and vegetables fruits or vegetables you don't have to have both and a palm-sized serving of some sort of primarily protein so an animal or plant-based but like something that's aiming for the toward that 50 percent of that thing is protein at every at every meal that's it those those two things i mean you asked just about protein but like if that's what they do they get two servings of fruits and vegetables at every meal and a good palm-sized serving of protein at every meal. They're good to go. Don't worry about it. Awesome. What else you got? Yeah, someone else argue with me. I'm not arguing with you because you give me my paycheck, so I'm not going to argue with it. No, and for real, I wouldn't argue. (laughs) He gave me a look. No. I was like, it's not that good. (laughs) No, no, it it doesn't have to be over the top. Like, it, it can be that... It's not sexy, as we talk about all the time. That's not sexy, but it can be simple. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be over-the-top hard. Well, to uh, go back to that broader look at our society and culture, if everyone just ate two servings of fruits and vegetables at every meal and a palm-sized serving of protein, like, and then if they had room for whatever else they were, we'd be in a much better place. I think if people just stepped off that scale and did some blood work and moved their bodies and cared more about that stuff, we'd be in a much better place, honestly. I'm real tired of that conversation. I mean, we talk about weight loss, and it's necessary sometimes, but it's not the only thing. And I think too many people get caught up in that. Or maybe, like where Jenny's coming from, maybe never step on a scale again, but we have to know where we are And it's not always enough to know how we feel. That is a thing. The scale is a thing. Calories are a thing. But are we truly healthy? And I think we're still, still a society that looks at skinny bodies and says that's a healthy individual and it doesn't, no one cares what their biomarkers are. And that's important. You know, we want to have muscle mass so that we can get older and still walk and still drive and still do the things that we want to do. And I feel like as much as we try to explain that to people and try to live that life, it's still not enough. Like the greater culture here is that we're the most unhealthy we've ever been as a society. And we are still looking at that like 19 and 80s, early 90s of like, I guess I'll just stop eating carbs or I'll stop eating fat or I'll, I'll cut all these things out and maybe I'll run until I'm skinny and it's just it hasn't worked it's not working and we need to do better as a society let's ask for a show of hands but then no one on the podcast could hear (laughs) that would be perfect show of hands I would I don't know everyone's uh blood work I don't know their their health markers but I would guess all of us would be healthy do I get any no's in here we're all we're all healthy okay I came out of this summer with some blood work I didn't love glucose was a little high vitamin d real low okay um, but we also came out of a really stressful summer. So 
I'm going to try to work out and move a little bit more because there's less working out, a little more burritos. I think it's probably better now, but I haven't tested in a little bit. Okay. But generally... Generally pretty pretty good. Pretty pretty healthy. Okay. Also, show of hands, uh, how many of us have a a six-pack? Hold on. Let me check. Party ball. No. Big big zero. (laughs) None of us. None of us. So we can... I don't come in here in my bikini. (laughs) You just... You said none. You said beach ball is zero. Party ball. Party ball. (laughs) <sighs> yes, correct. I, I I don't know. I make an assumption. I'm sorry, but my point is that you don't need to be incredibly skinny to be healthy. You don't need to be incredibly skinny to be fit. And I I think I'd have to find it. I could look it up, but I know there is a recent study that shows that people that actually have a little bit higher body fat percentage live a little bit longer um, because they are giving their I'm I don't know if they know the cause of that but my guess would be hey they actually have the resources to <laughs> keep their body healthy and their body's not um struggling for and fighting for resources so uh, anyway yeah I think uh all of those things are important that important to realize that that skinny and six pack isn't necessarily the goal or should be the goal necessarily and that it's okay to just kind of be general with these quantities you don't have to weigh and measure and get down in the weeds but the reason we do challenges like this is to teach ourselves something we can make realizations that oh when i do weigh and measure i find out that i'm not eating enough protein or wow i thought i was eating fruits and vegetables and it turns out that i just looked at a vegetable once so like yeah we do these things to learn stuff but then we try to integrated into our life in a way that is sustainable and in a way that you're like, yeah, I can see myself doing this the rest of my life. So I have a a class of older adults. They're all 70 or older. And I, I made an announcement the other day because I was getting frustrated. Hey guys, it's okay to eat a vegetable. And my mom's in that class and she's like, I don't think that we're the group you need to tell that to. And I'm like, well, I didn't think it was either. But I just had someone look me in the eye and tell me they thought they were going to eat only meat so that they could lose weight because they had a friend that lost 18 pounds. Do you remember the numbers on what happens when you stop eating carbs as far as percentage of like water that you keep on your body? That's the other thing. We're looking at the scale. We're not looking at water. We're not looking at muscle mass. We're not looking at anything else. We're just like, hey, I lost 18 pounds. And so I was trying to encourage them like, your friend's not in here doing this, moving his body, trying to do these things. He's going to need energy if he was doing that. That's probably not the best route for you. But also this athlete was telling me they needed to cut their cholesterol. This is something their doctor's telling them. So you need to look at the bigger picture. You can't just lose five pounds and then have a heart attack. That's not a good plan in the long term. So these things matter. Yes, get your protein. Don't make it all protein guys it's it's about being well-rounded not just on your plate but do you have some friends have you laughed today did you move your body are you stressed out all the time did you get some sleep and it's so hard to hit all of those things so let's just find a good middle ground for all of that and we're going to be better off i think overall this shouldn't need to be said but i think we're all on the same page here and you can all chime in if you want but eating a meat only diet is not healthy and i don't think anyone should be doing that uh, this is not a good a good idea. Guys, God gave us strawberries. Have you met pineapple? <laughs> Come on now. Kale chips, have you tried them? They're so good. Yeah, there's, there's, a, lot, there's a whole lot we could talk about that. Right? Like just why that's not a great idea. Uh, and I know there is a, a small segment of people that believe that that is the way of the future and that is the best diet. And they, uh, 
I see a lot of people being led astray and it's, it's hard, it's hard to watch sometimes, but, um, but yeah, just eat, eat some vegetables. It's okay. But also just like you don't want to eat all meat, don't eat all broccoli because Jen <laughs> and I have been crop dusted. <laughs> variety is the spice of life, please. <laughs> I got home one night and uh, was like, I'm just, I got to I still got to eat some grams here. What is in the fridge that needs used up? It was a bowl of some potatoes. This has all like been pre-cooked, so I just threw it in the microwave, heated it up, and ate it. Potatoes, broccoli, and some black beans. I was not well, my friends. <laughs> too much. Weren't, it was too much. Weren't you just saying that we need to have friends and laugh? Yeah. But if you eat like all broccoli, <laughs> you, you have won't friends. have friends. I'm not gonna be your friend. And nobody will be laughing, <laughs> let alone breathing. I think I think we've said enough. I think that's a great way to to end this one. Any, any other thing you want to you want to add add before we uh, close up here? I love you guys. This is so much fun. We all come from such very different places. I told Clayton I wanted all four of us on this because we all come from like a different place, a different perspective. Jenny's been through a lot of stuff with food. There's a lot of emotional stuff around that. There's a lot of stuff still in her head and she's years out. She's in recovery. She's in a really good place. And I was like, I don't even know if we should try to do this challenge. And she's like, I want to try. I said, I need your perspective because this is a part of our gym. Bertha doesn't eat meat most of the time. That's part of our gym. Like, how do we talk to these people who are different than ourselves? And I think that even within our coaching staff, we have that difference. I'm totally a fat kid. And by that, I mean, I want pizza and ice cream all the time. And it's a constant voice in my head of like, you don't need to do that to yourself. You could be a fat kid, but you care. And you're very, how would we say this? You're very strategic. You're the one saying it. You're strategic and you're, you're not emotional. You're very stoic. You can be stoic about a thing. I don't need this. This is what I need. And you eat it and you're fine. Until Jenny brings you a package of Oreos. Yeah. Oreos are a weakness and peanut butter cups and pizza and ice cream <laughs> and cinnamon rolls. But you don't have a voice in your head all the time telling you not to eat that, correct? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, got, I got voices. <laughs> all right. Anyone else going to add anything before we, we're done? Okay. We got people showing up to work out, so we should be done. Let's go. All right. Bye, bye. everyone. Bye. All right. So as long as those numbers are going, we're good. Yep. Okay. That's. I just want triple check. It's, it's. How do we? How do I want to fix this? You're. I'm tall, and you're. Well, I'm not. Please keep that in. Just like five minutes of adjusting this microphone.